This episode of Keep Calm and Crown On is brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com. Minute with Mary, of course, it's your one-stop shop for all things beauty, makeup, skincare. And I wanted to let you know that if you are looking to try something a little new, maybe you would like to make a little extra money. Maybe you want to do something that is specific to you and not necessarily your friends or your family. And maybe you've had your eye on the business opportunity of doing what I do. Now's the time. 2021 is going to have really, really big things for myself and the wonderful people that I work with. So if you want to treat yourself to over $400 worth of makeup and skincare for just $99 and try, try it with me, I would love to work with you. Head on over to MinuteWithMary.com to learn more. Although we are both outsiders who married in, you and I are quite different. Yes. I can see that now. You're right to call me an outsider. I was an outsider the day that I met the... the 13-year-old princess who would one day become my wife. And after all these years, I still am. We all are. Everyone in this system is a lost, lonely, irrelevant outsider. Apart from the one person, the only person that matters. She's the oxygen we all breathe, the essence of all our duty. Your problem, if I may say, you seem to be confused about who that person is. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to Keep Calm and Crown On. It's a podcast dedicated to the crown on Netflix, so grab your best cup of tea and let's get royal. Welcome. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and I am very sad. Very, very sad. I mean, after watching that episode, who wouldn't be? <laughs> we were so sad we couldn't podcast about it. Ah, uh, that is true. For several days. Oh, it was that was heavy, man. And there, then, then there was obviously some other stuff that happened too from uh, that prevented us from podcasting about that as quickly as we wanted. But I, I do want to say thank you to everybody for being patient with us. Yes, thank you. And uh, and for and uh, just going along with the ride. Uh, when it comes to uh, keep calm and, and crown on and all the things that we're doing here at Mary and Blake Media. So thank you. Thank you to thank all the you. patrons and obviously all you guys at the Nerd Clan. You guys rock, man. And all the messages that you sent in, um, uh, in one of the posts today for uh, all the concern and well-wishing, well-being wishes and all thoughts and stuff. It's excellent. We really, really appreciate it. Yes. So, so thank you very much. And uh, today is the day that we are recording, which is why I'm very sad. Our final podcast of Keep Calm and Crown On. Season four. Until 2022. 
2022 is when it Unless will be Unless our patrons decide that they would like us to podcast about seasons one and two, and then we may be having a 2021 version of Keep Calm and Chrono. Uh, that is well within our bounds of reality, Mary, and we are getting close. We are only 15, actually less than that, 13 pa- uh, members away from joining awesome. the Nerd Clan uh, for all the members at the Nerd Clan to decide our next podcast. So, so up for up for grabs is a season one, season two, Keep Calm and Crown On. Yes. When we hit that, how many people? 600? 600. 600 yeah. mark. Right now we're you, at 587. You listening to this right now, you of course are at jointhenerdclan.com. So the future is in your hands. Yes. Tell your friends who listen to the podcast you know, to jump on board. The more the merrier. And we want to make sure that we're keeping you company all pandemic long. <laughs> but we do. We, we, you bring us light, and we hope that we bring some light to you as well. So before we get into this podcast episode, of course, we would love to remind you that not only do we have our Crown podcast here, but we have a slew of other podcasts that you can find at maryandblake.com. Uh, we also wanted to just let you know that Blake is going to be continuing his Voyager read-along right here at jointhenerdclan.com. Now, Starting tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. We're going right, we're jumping right back right in. Right back. So I'm excited. I'm a, I'm a notorious one thing at a time person. You got to focus, or else you're going to be saying, "Oh yes, when Queen Elizabeth spoke with Claire." <laughs> yeah, no, like, you're like that get time when we up. were doing this is us and the Crown at the it's same time. I was like, I was, I was. I hear you. My mind was just going in so for 40 now, different directions. Let's get into this show. Let's the Crown. do it. All right, here we go. There we go. Well, the title of this one was called War. War. War, which I think is... Did you like that I tried to sound like Margaret Thatcher? Yeah. You have to get it like a little more raspy. War. War. <laughs> War. War. That was that one. That was a good one. Now you're kind of sounding like, what's the, what's War. The, the, the two guys from Which the Muppets? Like needs to poo. The two old guys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> title was War, and of course I think that this is uh, an appropriate title on multiple fronts. Um, mm. That... First and foremost being the war that uh, Margaret Thatcher is starting to wage, uh, or at least tried to wage, uh, the way that the Crown posits it, uh, against uh, Parliament and uh, all of the members of the Conservative Party and how they are waging war against her. But also, on top of that is there's now war between Charles and Diana and in fact it's gotten to the point where it's just straight up ugly truly straight up ugly I concur and so I think that's appropriate the director was Jessica Hobbs who has directed Moondust Creed Decor The Hereditary Principle Avalanche and now this episode and as always the writer was Peter Morgan the showrunner of uh, keep common crown on. And before we continue, Mary, mm-hmm. uh, an idea was floated Ooh. by the members. Tell me. At Join the Nerd Clan. Okay. That we do an episode of uh, Keep Common Crown on dedicated to the movie The Queen, which was written by Peter Morgan. Oh. And upon wh- the, the, the crown is basically the show uh, based upon the movie The Queen. None of that just made sense to me, but sure. Okay, that sounds fun. So it was a movie that came out, like, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, let's just say. And it 
it, it's, a, it's about the, the queen. Show. And then they made the okay, show after the queen. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Sorry. It's the pronoun problem again. Uh, and uh, Peter Morgan, again, was the writer of the queen and then transferred that to keep calm. Uh, gotcha. Transferred that to the crown. So, uh, words, I, words are difficult. Words are difficult with me. Yes. <laughs> uh, it, that's an idea that's been floated. Uh, is that something that you're open to, Mary? I'm open to it. Okay. All right. Excellent. All right. Now let's talk about this episode. War. War. <laughs> What's your corgis rating? Uh, and uh, we have Betty here. Betty you, the corgi. If you're watching us. She'll get five woofs. Five, five corgis. Woofs, five corgis. Yes. I really, okay. really enjoyed this episode. It can't get a plus because I actually felt so terrible after it. Yeah, Which man, heavy episode. Which is so odd because there's been many heavy episodes of television, but it, it is, it's very, very hard for me. I mean, I could give it a plus, but, um, I mean, I could, but I'm sad. Well, let me ask you this. What was your favorite episode of The Crown I don't season know. four? I don't know. I'm going to need to look at everything again and point it out. I mean, off the top of your head. I don't know. Okay, you know, because it was just one big binge. Yeah, sure. You know, so sure. they just like rolled one into another and they did so seamlessly by, you know, threading all these different little things into it, which we'll talk about in this finale. They yeah, really yeah. wrapped up some beautiful bits. So yep, how about absolutely. you? What was your corgi rating? I'm giving this one a five as well. Uh, I really, really quite like this episode. And looking back on it, I think I liked it just as much as Fairy Tale. Um, which was the wedding episode? And what of interesting title names to have! Fairy tale and war. I know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, so I really liked it. I, I love how it feels like the crown. The show is not going away from Elizabeth, but it feels like it's navigating different waters now. If the end of the series, as we had just seen at the beginning of our podcast here with Prince Philip talking to Diana, is everything circles around Elizabeth. Yes. She is the air that they all breathe. And that's not wrong. But I think what will come in seasons five and six is how that uh, starts to dwindle mm. a little bit. And this is the beginning of it. Uh, it shows the fall of Margaret Thatcher and how she uh, fell out of power. Mm -hmm. And even though it feels like Diana is being shut out by the royal family, this is just the beginning. Oh, the revenge dress has not even come out yet. <laughs> Hold on tight. <laughs> uh, so I, there, I just love how there is there are these two women who were really the focus of this season. One was at a really serious high of power, now has come down, and the other one is just starting to go on this journey. Uh, and I really, really liked this episode and, and the I dichotomy concur. of both people, the rise and fall of both. Uh, your GBG, Marvin, what do you have for your good, your bad, and your great? Oh, sorry. Hold on. I, I, I have the Google document. There it is. Um. My good was the way that the storyline for this season has, has ended with Margaret Thatcher. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't loved all my time with Margaret Thatcher, as I know probably we're not supposed to love all of our time with her. Yep. Um, but I do. I get bored sometimes just by the political nature of things. And for her, that to be her job, sure. like snooze fest, give me like sex, drugs and rock and roll, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she was none of those things. So... 
I just loved, though, the scene of the queen sitting down with her and saying, you know, for us to be two females at the ages that we're at, to have been in control, you know, this is very admirable. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed that scene. I think it was a nice way to tie up this season of these two women, um, of these peers. You know, not necessarily peers, but you know what I mean. Sure. My bad was, oh, just... Honestly, how this episode made me feel, mm-hmm. it made me feel wretched. Uh, didn't we watch it Thanksgiving night? Oh, uh, we might have. Yeah, because you were already depressed because it was a really weird Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, we'll get into that. No, but I'm just <laughs> saying everyone probably had a weird Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Just not being able to see family members and, you know, just it's 2020, guys. It just wasn't what it was normally like. So even though we had a merry time with our, our little you know, a little Larson family right here. Um, it was, it was tough. So, and then we watched this episode and I remember afterwards saying, I need to watch an episode of Shit's Creek. Yes, that's right. Because I'm so sad right now. Yeah. Uh, but what I truly hated inside this episode was Charles expecting Diana to feel badly that Camilla's feelings oh, were hurt no. just because Camilla can't be Diana. She can't beat her. I, like what? Yeah. I am your wife. And then my great was wowzers. Remind me never to upset the queen oh, or yeah. Prince Philip yep. because you know, we've all had those talkings to by parents, mm-hmm. but I haven't had a talking to by my parents as an adult in that nature. I had it in my childhood and in my teens, but I haven't had one of those kind of conversations mm-hmm. as an adult mm-hmm. and I can only imagine what that must feel like to be like slapped verbally. I, I've had that conversation. I know you have. And- a, a few times. <laughs> Which all runs into the emotionality of this episode <laughs> for me. <laughs> I just sat there and I was like, whoa! Yeah. But yeah, you sat there and you were like, yep. Yep, been there. Done that. Yep. My, again, for those of you who are fans of Succession, that that has been my life for the past fifteen years. Like that is what it is. So, uh, anything else for your for your great? No, nope. good, bad, and your great. Okay, my great, nope. my good. Uh, this is not necessarily focused on this particular episode, but okay, Martin Phipps. You know who Martin Phipps is? Mm, I feel like he does something with lighting. Wrong. I feel like it is something with costuming. Wrong. <laughs> Music. Yes. Ah. He is the composer for seasons three and four. Oh, you of have the been such a fan. You and your Pisces oh, dreams yeah, have man. come true. Moody <laughs> music. Uh, you know, of course, I've always been a big fan of the crown soundtracks i've like i've heard the first two seasons if it's depressing blake's in yeah if it's emo i'm in oh, uh, like, gosh, especially like true. when i listen to succession mary knows i'm having a bad day when succession comes on like this is not uplifting <laughs> you're channeling the wrong aura i know that's true um i i and han zimmer was the one who created the theme for the crown and then harry gregson williams is the one who c- continued it in season two which is like he's like an underling of han zimmer like a ghostwriter and a ghost composer okay so what i was singing was not even this guy um, but Martin Phipps did seasons three and four. And for some reason, season four really pull something up for me that you like really like. Oh, oh yeah, okay, here we go. Okay, I'll, we're just gonna we're just gonna 
I'll vamp up, on Martin Phipps. I'll pull up one of the funky ones that, I, that I like. Mm. Well, yes, I like that one, obviously. But uh, I'll pull up. And they just like bring it in. Yes. Oh, throughout the whole season, yes. they, they use that. Um, hold on. Okay. Uh, I got a vamp for me. So he was brought in in different kinds of sound. He brought in different kinds of sounds this season. I'm just reading your notes, Blake, including some really cool synthesizer music, especially for a song called The Diana Effect. Yes. In fact, it reminded Blake of Daniel Pemberton. And yes. he really recommends this soundtrack, the Crown Season 4. And I can attest to this. Blake likes to clean the house. To the Crown season four soundtrack. Yes. As he moodily wipes up crumbs from our children, grumbling under his breath, messy kids. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, hold on. This is this is taking longer than I it's okay. anticipated. It's Just totally give, give okay. Give me one hot second. Blake's bad is having to say goodbye to this cast. I think we can all appreciate that. This cast has done a phenomenal job these past two seasons. And then Blake's great is Tobias's final monologue to yes. McCorin when she suggests a separation for the sake of her mental health. Philip immediately switches from fatherly to foreboding, saying mm-hmm. he can't see it ending well for you. And if that doesn't send a chill up your spine, I don't know what will, writes Blake. And then yeah. he explains the fundamental reason why Diana is the only person who hasn't been able to fit in with the royals. She still puts herself first instead of the queen. Yes. I would beg to differ. I feel like everybody puts themselves first. Well, they all know their role. They, they know their role. All right, here's, this, here's the cool funky song okay. that I like from The Crown Season 4. We may get an Is this your dish, dishwashing song or your sweeping the floor song? Um, no, okay. I, I, I'll, I'll play that one okay. for you. I'll play that one for you. All right, here <laughs> we go. Like Ready? I know which one it is. Sounds like what our kids play on the piano in the early in the morning. They yeah. put on this like voice. So this soundtrack really reminds me of the the soundtrack for the movie Steve Jobs. And this is the Diana effect. No, this is uh, this is the end theme for yes. Your Royal Highness. And like you're getting like this subtle piano, but then you're gonna get like this synth coming in soon and then like a guitar is going to come in you'll hear it yeah each instrumental element like adds a different feel yep here it comes here we go we got those creepy strings it's tying together all of the different themes from this season Okay, now get Twilight. Yeah, it's like Twilighty, which is so you. Very Twilighty. Gosh. Moody. Bring on the rain. I'm in Seattle or England. (laughs) So it goes on. Yeah. And then the Diana effect is really cool, this song. Oh, I want the, the song that I was singing before. Oh, you want the moody one? Like the, the, the washing the floors? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me let me bring that up. <laughs> Seriously, guys, Blake plays this every two days. I'm sorry. When he does a good sweeping, because our kids our kids eat like the ghosts in the movie Casper. Here, this is uh, this is the theme that I love from starting in season three, but really season yeah. four as well. And you just hear it. 
see, it's not even going all the way down. It's just it, hanging there. And it continues on. So just imagine Blake. <laughs> just sweeping, sweeping floors. Sweeping, grumbling. Why are my kids so messy? <laughs> why can't the bread go inside their mouth? Why? Why, why is there mac and cheese everywhere? Why does Mary insist on giving them hard-boiled eggs when the yolk crumbles every time? And when you sweep a hard-boiled egg yolk, it doesn't sweep well. It smushes. This is the sound of my heart just dying every time I have to sweep the floor. When Margaret Thatcher was playing with those hard-boiled eggs and smattered them all over her stove, it gave me shivers. <laughs> all right, and here, here is the uh, here's the uh, the really cool um, Diana effect. Okay, I really like this one too. Hold on one second, sorry. I'm holding. Bear with me. I can't really like do anything else. This is when we're, like, we're literally all at at my whim, right? Yeah. Now. This is when the synth really starts to come in. And again, this is one of the ones that reminds me of Steve Jobs, the the, the, the film. I didn't the, watch the soundtrack. Steve Jobs. Oh, it's so good. In what way, Blake? Like in, in a every depressing way? way? No, no, in every man, way. I'm just all about the uplifting. Give me Noel on the Disney Plus. <laughs> and so you can hear it. Ready? It almost reminds me of, a little bit of, um, uh, oh, what's it, what's it called? It makes me think of flying. Yeah. Makes me think of like, yeah, something like the aviator. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, it's just like sawing, soaring, taking up up to new heights. You've got that constant, um, the synth in the back. Isn't that cool? Yeah. No, that's and, good. Like, and like for a show like this to have this kind of synth. In a, I mean, it's so timely. Oh, it is. Based upon, yeah. The, but like the synth mixed with the very traditional horns and like strings. It's so cool. You can hear it in. It's Stranger Thingsy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The coral and everything. Isn't that awesome? Give me some hot pink and neon green. It's, it's it's this soundtrack is so cool and like and like funky. I like I really like this soundtrack. So uh so that's my good. That surely <laughs> is. Um so that's that. Uh, I already said you're good, you're bad, you're great yes, while you we were waiting for that you good. Did. So there you go. Let's get into uh uh, let's get into the rest of the show, yes. shall we? <laughs> Finally, we're 23 minutes into the podcast. And we talked way too much about hard-boiled eggs. So much hard-boiled eggs. All right, so where do you want to begin with this episode? What what struck your fancy? What is uh, What works for you um, when it comes to this episode? How about the symmetry? Yeah, lots of great symmetry in this episode. Uh, in, in particular, what I felt like... Uh, if you recall, in one of the first, I think it was the first episode, might have been the first episode, can't remember now, off the top of my head, uh, when Diana is uh, brought, yeah, it was Balmoral, it was Balmoral, that's mm-hmm. what it was, uh, Diana was brought to Balmoral alone, um, but people were, and, and she walks into the house alone, but everybody loves her, 
Yes. And she arrives to this house separately. Uh, and in this episode, she arrives to the palace separately, mm-hmm. but she's driving herself. And she shows up. Oh my gosh, and everyone had this grand, warm welcoming. Yeah, except her. her. And she shows up, and everybody just blows her off. Yeah. Uh, great symmetry there. Yeah. Uh, it, it goes to show you the, the beginning to, to the end. Uh, also, some great symmetry, too. Um, if you remember when Margaret Thatcher was elected prime minister, uh, Elizabeth was like kind of like happy and futzing around yeah. and touching everything and making sure everything was pitch perfect and yada yada. And in their final meeting before she takes off, Elizabeth is once again there, like up and about, like nervous and futzing around with things, touching everything and making sure mm. uh, everything. Uh, and then also, too, uh, if you remember in the Balmoral episode, the opposing stags at the end. One cannot forget that. Uh, there's a great callback to this episode when Diana, in her dress, when she finally comes down after getting her dressing down from Prince Philip. Oh, nice. She stands uh, on her. She stands on one of the landings in the mm-hmm. stairs. And right behind her is a pair of stag antlers. Nice. Oh. Uh, and it, it was kind of like that shot in, in um, Game of Thrones with Danny and the, and the dragon wings. Yep. Uh, same exact thing. Yep. Uh, the antlers coming out from behind Diana. Obviously, she has been sacrificed. She is yes. the she is the stag that's oh. been waiting. Uh, and of course, we also have the, the dressing down of Philip, too. Um, oh, dressing Charles. down by Philip. Oh, okay. Um, if Philip begins the season uh, r- really enamored with Diana. Agreed. Very much in, in approval with, uh, of her and uh, everything that she brings to the family. And the start of their conversation even f- still feels that way. You know, yes. like, come on, come on downstairs. Like, they have this this relationship between the two of them. But as soon as she says that she's thinking about leaving, yeah. the switch a friendship. Oh, goes right and you see right it off. Oh, Tobias Menzies. He, he you know <laughs> what? I, I I just I I have to play you it. You have to. It's the last one. I, I have to play it for him because he is amazing in every word in every He's way. He's your binky. He's my binky, Tobias Menzies. If I can find it, here it is. And I, Maybe I need to th- rethink your Christmas present. Just get you like a shirt, undies, socks. You know how you can like make socks With Tobias Menzies' face? Yes. <laughs> May need to find a place to do that. Uh, so I, that whole scene between Charles and Diana, the two outsiders as they called themselves, mm-hmm. like rightfully so, by mm-hmm. the way, uh, having this conversation and she's saying, I hope that's not a threat and, you know, I can't see this ending well for you. Oh, my gosh. Right. And, I mean, like th- that right there, that portends a lot of bad things. And yeah. we call that in the business foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> As if people couldn't get the gist that things are going to end well. I mean, we all know what happens in yes. history. But aye, aye, aye. yeah, I, I, I just I was uh, blown away by both Tobias Menzies, who we know is. Incredible. We yes. know him from Outlander as Black Jack Randall. Uh, but also, when you're working with that kind of act as someone who has been around and you know what you're, he knows what he's doing and he is the presence. Mm-hmm. 
He even had that blackjack feel. I know. The thing with his mouth that I he does. So you're like, oh, girl, just, just, just go, go just with what flinches. he says. Yes. Go with what he says. Just do it. Um, Where's the clarity? Uh, yeah. Uh, Emma Corrin absolutely stands her ground in that scene. And okay. they both give each other everything that mm-hmm. they both deserve. Uh, as actors and credit to Jessica Hobbs too for allowing that to be the the lighting and the two people and how he steps closer to her like oh it's so menacing personal space yeah <laughs> six feet man Just six feet play play tag with noodles you know like that's what we should be doing right now but uh no we're kidding we know it's pre-covid no I know um but I, I was blown away by this entire scene mm-hmm. every, everything about it uh how self-aware that scene is um, for both diana at that point uh, prince philip at that point and how self-aware of what is coming yeah and you know we all have the we all it, there's dramatic irony here we and we all What's know what's crazy that. is that you know growing up in the age that i did as i said i'm the same age as prince william um I really don't know much about the queen and that's who we stick with. We stick with the crown. I don't really know much about the queen. Yep. Um, what I knew was the drama between Prince Charles and Princess Diana. Sure. And of course her, her um, death. And then, you know, just seeing the, the funeral and then what happens with Prince William. Once again, I'm the same age and I may or may not have had a huge crush on him. <laughs> gotten like whatever Teen Beat magazine it was and the Prince William special when he turned like 15 or something. And I was like, <laughs> hung it up on your day. wall. <laughs> no, my dream was that I was going to be the first female president and I would do it right when I was 35. And he and I would both be just like not finding the right person in our lives. <laughs> And I would go in and wow him. And he'd be like, dang, you haven't been scooped up yet? And you know how to read a country? And I'd be like, yeah, man. Let's make this long distance thing work. And now you're stuck with me podcasting about his parents. (laughs) Not president. (laughs) Hey, you are the president CEO of Mary and Blake Media. See, we go. Love, love come, attraction. Some things come true in life, whether you believe them or not. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Oh, but that's what man. I'm saying is that I really don't know too much. Um, I didn't go deep into 